0: bigson is back
1: ladies and gentlemen yeah!
2: welcome to publish perish All podcast your opportunity to look behind the scenes of science to see if science needs a hug Ooh. I'm Andy Stapleton, and joining me today are ah, Christopher T Bag Gibson.
0: Namaste, BA. Namaste, Schmoopy.
3: And Cameron Schmoopy Cherard. Good editors' comments to you, Andy, and good reviewers' comments to our listeners and to you, T Bag Gibson.
2: Oh, how lovely. Oh, schmoopster yeah. That I was thought, a lovely. I thought thing. I might pretend like we actually have some listeners this week. Hey, we have so many listeners, and we're going to get to that in our f- listener feedback. Or feedback from listeners, as I prefer <laughs> to call it.
0: Gib um, Gibson, do you need a hug? Uh, I I do like the odd hug on occasion. Can I give you a hug now? Um, oh look, you can. Yeah, but it'll, dis- it'll disrupt.
3: Oh, here we go. Do you really like hugs? Well, from people like Andy. What you're
2: seeing.
3: I'm seeing one happy person and one being oh, forced to hug up upon person. Yeah. Uh, he's scrunching up his face. That was so nice. Oh, um, you're
2: a good hugger. What do I smell like? Probably like man.
0: Um, Cameron, do you like hugs? You smell like failure <laughs> and cheap wine. <laughs> how, you do you, how do you know
3: what my hobbies are? <laughs> failure is a hobby? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I, I okay. it's not part of my normal life. Yeah. I fail. <laughs> for fun. Yeah, for fun. Okay. Must um. be why. Happens so often. Fuck <laughs> you as well. <laughs> Hugs and me? Yeah. Uh, you know what? I like a good hug, but I am, I'm a little bit standoffish, a bit like Chris is. I mean, yeah. no, I, not I'm, not, I'm
0: not a regular hugger, I um, have to admit. Yeah. yeah.
3: I do feel a little bit awkward. I don't know. I'm not, you, you're quite a natural hugger, I think. Do you Andy? know what? I think mm. compared to you guys, I'm a natural hugger, but I've Definitely. got some hugger
2: friends. Oh, really? Uh. Like, they really go in for it. They yep. really hug. And it did take me a while to kind of loosen up. And I yep. feel like it, if it wasn't their constant desire for human contact, I would be a lesser person. <laughs> okay. What? So y- your, your drum circle
3: and it's hugging is- <laughs> It's uh, not drum circle. Drum circle. <laughs> you make it sound was like it I called? just smoke weed and go to Glastonbury.
2: <laughs> um, that's accurate. Yeah, that's right. I have been to Glastonbury. It was all right. No, it's- No, community samba band. Oh, Sorry. <laughs> But there's still lots of hugging. No, there's no hugging there. Oh, they're no, not your hugging friends. It's the jazz really? friends.
0: Ah, mm. interesting. Jazz people love a good I, hug. I know no one that I would run into and hug. No? There's no one. Me and you, no? Me and well, you. We're not going to hug every time we see
2: each other, though, Of course are we? we are. Ugh. Yep, that's what's going to happen. Um, do you mm. think
3: science needs a hug? Why, why does a person or a thing need a hug? Well, you tell me. Why do you like a good hug? Uh, I guess it makes me feel included. Okay. Uh, It makes me feel, I mean... Aroused? No. (laughs) I was going to say wanted, but it's not like... Like Like desired. Yeah, not not desired, but more like just someone's happy to see me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that science, so for those reasons, I don't think science needs a hug. I don't think that it's craving personal attention or... Touching. Fair enough. Gibber. No,
0: no, science does not need hugging. Not at all. It doesn't need that sort of boost to its uh, endocrine system at all. It See? just goes, Nah,
2: I'm fine. Nah, I'm fine. Leave me alone, mate. <laughs> I'm
0: doing science. I am
2: science. Go away. See, I feel like science doesn't need a hug, Yeah. but it will get hugs because people enjoy, you know, when someone doesn't like something, normally their friends go, oh, like, do that thing you don't like. Like mine's yeah. spicy food. Right. Okay. My friends love giving me spicy food. Okay. If they if they see science, Science's friends are going to be like, "This is the guy who doesn't like hugs. Come here, mate, give me a hug." Yeah. But science
3: it's, will feel better for it. Yeah. It's a lot like how you hugged Chris just before. And yeah. How, <laughs> what were you doing the other week to him? Uh, you were you were um, pole dancing for him. Yes, but. I was twerking on you. Do you you're remember? Twerking. That? That's what you're doing. Oh no, I blocked that from my brain. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. Photos
2: to be soon posted on Facebook. Oh Lord. <laughs> Again, oh, ho ho ho. ho, ho, ho! It's news for the week. That was a cri- that,
0: that was a Christmassy one. <laughs> it was, yeah, he only comes once a year. Christmas
2: in July, mate. It That's is. what I'm all about. Christmas in July. Um, news for the week. Who mm-hmm. wants to go first? Who's got loads? You probably got loads. I don't you?
0: actually have loads this week. Oh
2: well, look, I'll go. I'll go first because I've got a sad one.
0: Oh.
2: Because on this podcast, right, I always feel like I'm talking about all the good things that happen. Oh, no. mm-hmm. But I feel like now is the time to be like, you know, let's balance it out. Let's have something that didn't really go to plan. I've had a great week. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, science has got new customers. I'm speaking with CEOs. Brilliant. It's mm-hmm. going well. But a little bit of a letdown this week. No. Do you remember, I haven't spoke about this on air, but I went for a job, and I won't say the place, but I went for a job because... Someone said, like, I spoke with a person advertising it uh-huh. and they were like, wow, it'd be great to work together. And I, and like, uh, they said to me, just so we're clear, you should apply for the job. Yeah. Right. And then we talked as if I'd already had the job. Like, oh, it'd be mm. great to work. She was like, she was like, yeah, it would be great to have another um, person that's fun and stuff on the floor. And so this is, it was to be two or three days a week mm-hmm. um, just to sort of extend my runway for verbalized.science. So I put in the application. The application was massive. Yeah. It was two thousand two hundred and something odd words in the end, oh, right? Hell. So five pages yeah. of self-loving like selection criteria, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, good. And this person said to me as well, don't put in a lot of effort, which was another signal for me yeah. to say, like, you're it's in. You're in. Just get it done. That's a few good vibes. It's I like absolutely. I, w- I felt good. I felt yeah. good. And so I naturally told everyone. <laughs> right Mm. i was like oh look this person said this and and i think i'm in i've got it i've got it i've just got to literally do the application and i thought to myself i'm going to do the application well because i'm not i don't want to like you know even though they said don't don't try yeah i'll do it well so i really put a lot of effort in i really did it but sunday morning no no it wasn't it was monday morning
1: Mm.
2: i got an email and i was in melbourne with a friend And I was just like, you know, like when you expect something to happen, it just crumbles away. Mm. And look, at the time, I was like, what the F (laughs) just happened? Because I didn't even get to interview stage. Ooh, I was like, at least this person owes me
0: like a sympathy (laughs) interview. Yes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? to build it up that much
2: yeah well but then I'm thinking about it and I'm like I'm, I'm i don't think i'm crazy mm. i feel like all of the signals were given to me
3: yeah yeah so anyway so well, I, I, I haven't seen you miss social cues before so it's no not like- i'm
2: normally quite intuitive' yes. You're pretty good at that i'm yeah. normally pretty good and look i and i don't i don't feel um betrayed by the person who said it like obviously this was an open application anyone could could apply and they obviously found better candidates and for that i cannot be annoyed Mm. but what i can be annoyed at is just like if if you're not sure or you know just a little bit more transparency would have been nice because it did hurt
3: yeah it 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 hurts a lot more when you think it's going to happen as yeah. well or, or you, if the more confident you are the harder yeah. the fall
2: I was telling everyone now when next time someone asked like oh how was that job you applied for yeah. I'm going to have to be like oh it didn't you have, didn't to, go have to go through the pain all over it's again it's reliving the pain you need to get it out there um so look, put it on it, facebook yeah yeah so, <laughs> so just look, say you turned it down yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was so I got offered it four times, turned it down every time. Um, so yeah, look, I, it, it's strange, and this isn't the first time this. I feel like this is a trend. It happened Ooh. to two friends of mine where they're in an int, like they're in a um, an employment, they're employed, mm. and their boss said to them, "Oh, there's this job coming up, the one above you. If you play your cards right, you need to do this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. It's yours, and it hasn't happened. That's happened to two friends of mine, and I feel like, what is? Why do that?" Yeah. Like in science, at least, even though even though it's like pretty brutal, at least you know at the end of this contract, there may be some scunge money to keep me on, <laughs> but there's yeah. no
0: pretense. So the flip side is if you're going to tell someone that they've got a good chance of getting a job, you've got to qualify it and not build it up too much. Mm. Mm. You've got to say, well, look, you know, you've know, you got a good chance, blah, 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 but hey, yeah. you're going to be going up against other people and you may not get it. Yeah. But do the people who do this and build up your hopes, do they give a shit? Do you know what? I, yeah, no idea. I don't feel like the person who I had this conversation
2: with was malicious or no, weird right. or like... They honestly was just, thought that you were, you me, were probably... Yeah, that's in. right. They, at the time of speaking to them, they probably were like, ah, I'd love to work with this person. And it got, yeah. went a bit far. Yeah. yeah maybe politeness. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so my point being is that uh, it happens, guys. And I think uh, every job application, if, especially if it's open to the world, mm. you've just got to be like, oh...
0: I'm, so I'm look, in it with the rest of them. I was joking before when I said you smelled of failure. <laughs> <laughs> do you feel bad, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> and that failure is your, f- uh, failure is your hobby. <laughs>
2: that's right. That's right. But you do smell a cheap wine, so sorry about that. But I have been draining my sorrows. Don't <laughs> no, it's good. Look, uh, yeah. it would have been a great thing if it had all paid off because it would have given me two two days working yeah. uh, and then the rest of the time spent on verbalized.science. But guys, mm. no just means next opportunity. Oh,
0: there you go.
3: Yeah, I guess so.
0: <laughs> oh, because N means next and O means opportunity. That's right. I you get got it. it. I you get got it. it. So, anyway, so that's my news. It's like Everyth- the initials.
3: Everything
2: else is going great. Uh, I'm doing. I'm working for um, Adelaide Uni sci- science communication course. Verbal science is going really well, but
0: just a little bit of a sting in the tail last mm. week.
1: A little
2: bit.
0: That's life. Sting. That's the universe. It's just life. saying, it can't all be great, no. Andy. No. All this success you're, you're earning and doing well at. That's right. I'm just going to let you know who's the real boss.
2: That's right. Yes, that's me.
3: Anyway, Cameroon. I've got a few things to talk about this week. Do it. Do it. Uh, I'm off to Sydney next week for a conference. Whoa. Ooh. Have you Ooh. done your dot science yet? No, but I will. So that's good. what I was getting at. So All right, I'm, good. I'm, I'm uh, doing a poster. It's my yep. first poster a conference for a while. Yeah. Uh, but it is a new research topic for me. Um, So, you haven't earned a talk yet. uh, Yeah, probably not. Okay. And my my abstract I wrote before I had any results. Mm. So, I actually guessed uh, what I was going to get. Yeah. Uh, and I guess pretty good, but um, uh, so, but the poster will be good. Yep. Uh, I haven't done much of it yet and I'm leaving in three days, but I, I, uh, I imagine it will all be ah, okay. You're an old dab hand at the last-minute poster. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the only thing that will halt you will be the printing, I'm sure.
2: Oh, that's the thing, the last-minute rush to be, the printer. That yeah. can be the
0: nightmare. But yeah. I'm sure yeah. it's, so it's not going to be a digital poster? No, normal poster. It's
3: going to be a, a regular analog poster. Analog, uh, <laughs> but I, I am going to have the digital element of I'm going to put on a verbalized dot science QR code. Yeah, Holy and on shit. that, what am I going to? I'm going to have me explaining the poster. Yes. So, Andy, I haven't actually gone onto the verbalized science website as a uh, patron before. I just had oh. a flick. Oh, very so good. Is it? I did do the pocket conference. So is it? Yep exactly the same
2: as as pocket conference i've changed up so you actually gave me feedback and so i've put in if you want to record and edit the audio separately you can okay and you can upload that for each of the four questions and get this guys someone described verbalize.science as an augmented web application
1: Ooh, Ooh, i don't know
2: what that means but it (laughs) sounds great so yeah so we've got an augmented web application we've got the four questions then when you finish you push publish um and then you put click create qr code and that's yep. it. It's all done. Okay. Check the QR code first. All right. Make sure that it does actually link to the paper because well, I think it does. <laughs> <laughs>
0: very good.
3: And yeah. I can upload my actual poster as well. Yeah, maybe? yeah. You can so actually. I'm, upload I the upload the po- poster in the paper so people yeah. can have direct access to them. That sounds great.
0: Verb. site is right. very powerful. Thank you. I'm looking
3: forward to it. And uh, I, hopefully, I have time in between uh, making <laughs> making the poster and printing the poster and, and everything else. Oh, <laughs> Snoopy,
0: If anyone can do it, it's you. Yeah. Come on, come Can
3: on. I do the QR code first, and then no. actually record it later? Um, if you can, I like just put in filler. No. Okay. So once
2: it's once you click publish, the yep. audio's locked. Okay. But just let me know, and I can
3: fix it up in the background. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you got some work out of you.
3: Oh God! Here we go. <laughs> Can you just do it now? <laughs> 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 All right. Um, did I mention this last week? I've been We're having some problems with the reaction cell at, universe, at uni. What's a reaction cell?
0: No, I don't, I don't think I heard this in so the last podcast. So
3: the reaction I'm looking at is turning water into hydrogen and oxygen. Yep. And yeah. And I do this by shining light onto my material and then I use a residual gas analyzer. To determine okay. what constituents are in the reaction cell, yeah, an and r- if IGA, hyd- and if hydrogen goes up, then, then I'm you're making, winning. Then I'm making hydrogen. Okay, and if very hydrogen good. goes
0: down, you're storing it.
3: Yeah. So either way, I'm winning. <laughs> yeah. Win-win. <yes>! Yeah, the <laughs> best experiment. <laughs> yeah, and if it stays the same, I'm making it and storing it at the same rate. Oh, oh so you're in equilibrium, <laughs> even better. Uh,
0: that that's real science.
3: Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> So recently, yeah. this RGA, which is very important for all of our experiments, has not been working. Oh, and it stopped working the day after we had a planned power outage. Right. Ooh. So they had to check the what's it called residual circuit breaker in the God, the room. Saying lots of big words. Yeah, sorry. And so <laughs> we had to turn off everything, which RC- mean,
0: yeah. RCB. I know that acronym. Oh, yeah. thanks,
3: Giro. Which meant that. Our high vacuum system, which is the reaction cell, has yeah. to re- return to atmosphere. Okay. And so, afterwards, we, we get it all back up running and all of a sudden, there's lots of noise in the signal. Oh. So, yeah. I, I kind of think, all right, we'll just run it for a few days. Hopefully, the problem goes away. Yep. It doesn't go away. Mm. Yeah. Next. I assume that it happened directly after the vent. Yeah. So there's some water maybe or some other things from the air just kind of stuck on the walls of the system. Yeah. And so we heated it up to 300 degrees, left it for a few hours and then let it cool down again. Yep. So that's a, it's a bake. Baking. Um, oh, thanks, Chris. <laughs> you, you're very good <laughs> with I'm this. chiming in with my knowledge. <laughs> you're like the science hype man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so after the baking, run the experiment again, nothing. Yep. Cool. So we email the company who makes it. Yeah, they take a long time to get back. When they get back, all they do is all they they all they write back from our like half a page email is sounds like communication error, mm. right? Oh, okay. So we replace the cable. That the it's just a computer cable yep. connecting our RGA to the computer. Yeah. system works perfectly fucking cables <laughs>
0: oh geez so it wasn't the planned power outage it wasn't the planned
3: power outage it was it was exactly what they said it was exactly what they said oh, but wow. it wasn't like
2: there was well, there was no reason for it to fail though right no, not Is at it? that time
3: yeah right apart from the fact that we rarely turn that computer off ah uh, okay yeah Interesting. so we've had about four weeks of downtime there yeah Assuming that it was a problem from the planned power outage or the yeah. venting of the system, but it was just always just this, We, we I bought a new one, $26 cable. Yeah. So yeah. that's
0: frustrating, but in a way good too because you've lost some time, but it's not a massively serious problem that's going to keep it down for months and but months. But the
2: important thing, you've solved it so you can go yeah. to your supervisor or whoever you need to be like, it's fixed, I mm-hmm. to, and you did all this, you can talk about how fucking hard it was, blah, blah, blah. And then that's it. You look like a hero. Brilliant. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, I, I did that today and yeah, it felt yeah. good.
0: Well done, Smokey. Well but done. I'm just
3: like, did I, scientifically, did I do that problem wrong? Did you do it wrong? Did I, why, didn't I, why didn't I find that as the source of the error earlier? So when did like, you- why went, was, uh, I was very fixated on the fact that it was the vent yeah. that caused the power well, that's outage. That's the
0: logical thing to think because there are a lot of UHV systems that are susceptible to faults. After power outages. What what does
3: UHV mean, mate?
0: Ultra high vacuum. Oh, there we are. Very good. Uh, When did you email the company? At what point during this whole process? Did you wait a while?
3: Yes. So the person who knows the system the best was on a holiday. Uh So I was waiting for them to come back because I assumed that they knew how to fix the problem. So it probably took 10 days between first symptom... Like a cold now. <laughs> first symptom in an email in a company and yeah. but they took about ten days to write back.
0: Oh jeez, that's quite a while.
3: Yeah.
2: Look, so I think what happens is is with these complicated systems, you always think it's the most complicated thing that goes first, right? Yes. So you I think you started, maybe not in the in the most logical place, but the most logical place for a scientist. Yeah. <laughs> which is like what's most likely
3: to go wrong mm-hmm. given my fancy equipment. And yeah. So yeah, I think next time I, uh, what I would do is I would just fix or replace the most replaceable parts first. Yeah, yeah. Is that $26 cable? Yeah. And I I mean I just asked someone in the building like, do you have one of these? And they said yes. Yeah. So I I you Cables,
0: power boards, these things, these things do go fairly regularly. But it's the IT crowd joke,
2: isn't it? Yeah, or you just call it, turn it off, off and on again. That's it.
0: One of the things I usually do is I turn it on and off again. Yeah, on any piece of equipment, and that does fix a lot of problems. Weird. Why do we
2: live in this world? (laughs) Who knows? knows? (laughs) Done. Done. All right. right. Heard
0: Gibmeister. Yeah, I haven't got too much really to report. Um, Just a couple of things. You've got a notepad today. Yeah, so I've been off work the last couple of days. Lazy? Uh, Not lazy, no. No, my son had to go to hospital. Oh, Keeler. He had some dental surgery. Making me feel guilty now. Yeah, yeah. God, this is
2: such a guilty podcast. We're chiming in.
0: Yeah, you look really bad. This is brilliant. Um, And he had to to go under because he had to get his his front teeth taken out because he's very good with his brushing and the rest of his teeth are perfect, but he must have knocked them at some point. Yeah. And so they sort of were were a bit dead according to the x-rays. Wow. But he handled it really, really well. Good. He was really, really, really good. So I um, took a couple of days off to help look after him. Uh, so I didn't go to work and I didn't get to print out my my notes. Oh. So here I am looking at my little phone. No printer at home? No printer at home.
3: Yeah, Andy no. and I both have printers. Yeah, I have printer. Oh, but you guys are experts at computers. <laughs> <laughs> a printer is a level above a computer, isn't it? Absolutely. You have I've dealt to get with it. them before, man. And they're yeah. a nightmare.
2: But in the CD, download the driver. The what? Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I'm looking at my phone, but I I'm, I have had to do this before in the past, but it's been a while. So anyway, got my glasses, got my phone, I'm ready to go. Now, the book chapter I wrote, yes, the book that that chapter will be
3: in yes. will be
0: published on January 2nd, 2019.
3: All right, brilliant. We'll, we'll cut that out. We'll let us know then.
0: No, no, I've got to let you know now because uh, I'll forget. Okay, the other thing is, all right, weight did not change this this uh, weigh in session. How much are you? How much are you?
3: Wait, uh, um, Les Gibbo opener. Oh yeah, less Gibbo
0: update. Oh yeah.
2: Oh Gibbo, you're so handsome. He's so skinny as wow.
0: Thank you, oh. thank you. Uh, but. Uh, this week I am I'm static. It hasn't changed from the okay. last time. But there was a big drop last time. I remember it was a, it was I uh, think a couple of kilo. Oh no, about a kilo. Yeah, I think. Um, and so 111.1 last time, exactly the same this time. Wow. Yep. But there has been a change in my diet slash fitness regime. I have rejoined the gym. That'll are you actually start. going to yeah. normalizing? Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. I'm actually going so joining is easy. Yeah. Joining yeah. is easy. Yeah, that's I, right. I have been I've had three workouts Whoa. since I joined. When was that? When did uh, you join? I joined on Friday, the 13th of July. So Friday just gone. Five days? Hasn't even been a week and I've gone three times. Not yeah, bad. I'm not celebrating yet this yet then. <laughs> no, no, no. It's got to be got to be sustained. Yeah. But I've done a bit of reading, and for for anyone over 45, they are recommending these days. You have to do some kind of resistance training. So you're just, uh, you're all chest, chest and quads. Yep, because so. you, you naturally lose muscle mass, I think, after 40, I think. Right. So you have to do some kind of resistance training to, um, to counteract that. Yeah. So I'm on the decline when it comes to muscle mass.
3: So just a quick question for you,
0: Gib. Yo. How much do you bench? Right, so I am coming into it easy. <laughs> Another thing I've learned and been and been reading and I, and I'm listening to my body <laughs> is uh-huh. not to go too heavy too soon. What's your What's your body saying? Ah, so in three workouts though, I am doing incline bench press, incline dumbbell bench presses with twenty kilos in each hand. Whoa, yeah. So that's that's not bad. And I can do ten reps pretty easy with that. Is so an incline
3: you're easier
0: than a uh, incline is harder than flat because uh, the higher the incline, the more the shoulder gets involved and the less the pectoral get in, gets involved and the pectoral is a much bigger, more powerful muscle. Okay. And I don't need any more lower pec. No, you've got a fair bit of lower pec. <laughs> I need more upper pec.
2: Yeah. Where and so does... if, if I do incline
0: dumbbell presses, I don't do any shoulder exercises. So the belly well. is considered lower pec? <laughs> that's that's uh, the deep deep lower pec deep, no. deep, yeah, right. so um and, and and i have to say it, it's been a while you know i did i did get back to the gym i think i went half a dozen times last year yeah but i wasn't doing any other kind of exercise wasn't doing any walking wasn't looking after my diet and it didn't feel great mm. this time around it feels good good it feels good i good. I, I have been shit sore As uh, Joyce's dad used to say. Yeah. Feeling a bit shit sore, as in sore all over the body. Yeah. But not as bad as it could have been. I I haven't been letting my ego go crazy with the weights. Good. Yeah. But that's it, man.
2: Oi, guys.
0: Yeah. What? what is it? andy What?
2: It's time for feedback from listeners. Oi. Oi. What, what part Oi. of England Oi. is that, ex- <laughs> <laughs> that accent come West from West Country. West Country, yeah. Um <laughs> so first bit and uh where shall I start? We got loads. We're so popular. Start We're, at the top. Perfect, we'll do. <laughs> uh cheese and lettuce. Cheese and lettuce. Good old cheese How and did he get his name?
3: Well, he's cheese and lettuce from uh, is a Peapop reference. Yes. Because uh, in the publication sandwich, he's often the cheese and or lettuce being in the middle. He's not soggy lettuce. He's crisp lettuce. Yeah. I, I don't think he mentioned how crisp or soggy. Cheese
0: it is. and lettuce. We need to know what kind, what the consistency of your lettuce, and is. and whether your
2: cos or
3: iceberg, or, or, or how or, and how flavoursome the cheese is. Yeah, yeah. We Oops. need to know that.
2: Anyway, um, he actually gave us the question today, so I won't read the first bit. But um, uh, essentially, there's a second bit which was interesting. Ooh, very good. So apparently, there's an at his engineering faculty. Um, they have a trad- tradition for students to access the hard copy of their thesis stored at the library and leave a $50 note in the acknowledgement section ooh this idea is to reward anyone who happened to read their thesis he also says I'm dubious to this story as logically some poor student looking for beer money would just go through all of them and cash in
3: oh uh, yeah yeah <laughs> that, yeah that is
0: that that is um, that is a good point. Uh... What could you put in there apart from cash that scientists would value but not necessarily go through all of them to recoup?
3: What if you just this had question. like an email address there and it's like email this yeah. with this code and Ooh. I'll give you And some $50. details of the thesis to
0: prove you've read it.
3: Yeah. And I'll PayPal it to you. Yeah. and then That's you say, idea. And then you write back to them with three questions about the thesis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: We could put you in charge of that, Smoopy, and yeah. I feel it would be diligently looked <laughs> after. It would be, yeah. I could just imagine you going, no, nah, you got that question wrong. They obviously didn't read it. Fuck them. Yeah.
2: Uh, uh, but we're going to hear from Cheese and lettuce a little bit later in the topic. Um, we got more from andymatter.net. Andymatter.net. I don't know. Hinger Biochem. Ooh. And they say, first off, love the show so much. Really uh, a great program. I really like this person. How great is that? I woke up after having my bloody job rejection. Failure. Right? Failure. Thanks, Gibbo. And then woke up, uh, what was it? Wednesday morning, this morning, and I read it and I was like, that is brilliant. So you stunk of failure,
0: and now now you smelt of success.
2: As Oprah said, ask the universe and it will provide. Do, I was like, I me. need admiration. Is that
0: part of that fucking secret thing she started? The secret? Have you heard about that? No idea. No, don't get me started.
2: I won't. Sounds like you lost a lot of money to a scam. Um, anyway, uh, Hindra Biochem says, I have a question. So I heard on this week's Pop about how science wouldn't be the kind of supervisor that leaves for three months saying, have fun. But... Um, I am an undergrad researcher and have been trying to work with my supervisor on a project in a field that they don't really know much or that he doesn't really, oh. uh, that I don't really know much about. So then. not the supervisor. <laughs> no, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. Be a
3: shit supervisor. It happens though. Uh, yeah, and it's true. the
2: supervisor has done exactly that. Oh, no. <laughs> Last I heard from him, he wanted to set up a weekly lab meeting. That email was sent about a month ago. It would be fine if this project... Uh, it would be fine if this was a project that I n- knew the techniques for but I'm hella lost.
0: Oh, cool. Hella lost. That's it's that's, uh, street speak. It's yeah. new speak. Yeah. We're <laughs> new th- speak. Ninja <laughs> Biochem, we
1: 94.
2: are all good
0: over- 1984 <laughs>
3: reference by Chris. <laughs>
2: we are all over 30. Are you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, we can't be doing hella. Um quickly though guys, they want to know what should I do?
3: Oh my goodness. <laughs> this is a complete topic i could talk about this yeah this is actually a decent topic i
2: am very lost and i don't want to be a nagging student always asking questions but i also don't want to just do nothing all summer yeah um and they say forgot to say i am an undergrad student but not a grad student the whole project was sort of a learning experience so it's not much about getting publishable results which takes the pressure off but obviously it's just not learning anything and just being stuck is rubbish um so it is a topic all in its own but let's stay focused and specific what would you do in yep. that situation
3: uh, I think number one option is consider changing supervisor yeah. if you're at the beginning and it's just an undergraduate research topic think about asking someone else yeah uh, and Anyone else want to have a go? I've got oh, one. Um,
0: so, one thing, check out the group. Is there any senior postdocs in the group? Mm. And if so, have a chat to them yeah. and they might be able to solve the problem and actually help
3: you. And yeah. senior PhD students as well. Just senior someone PhD, like yeah. a, a decent leader working in the lab probably yeah. knows more than the, than, the than the supervisor. If you've got a supervisor
0: who's not around that much, there will actually be a de facto actual leader in the group doing <laughs> something. You need to find them. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's absolutely okay. Even though in the student supervisor relationship, you feel like you have no power, you have loads of power. Like, yeah. uh, go to your university's administration, like the the um, what do you call the department's administration office, and just be like, "Look, this is what's happened to me. What are my options for I changing super I? Yeah. Wait, who starts at I? <laughs> <laughs> I changing supervisor H."
3: <laughs> uh, well, I'm going backwards you, is that where you're going from <laughs> that's right
2: um but <laughs> yeah so you know there, there, there are options and uh i so i don't know where you're from because in australia people are very open about changing but maybe if you're in the u.s the culture is slightly different mm-hmm. maybe it's just like good luck and that's just genuinely an yeah. okay thing to do in australia that would be looked down upon yeah. and there'd be lots of support if you just sort of like spoke to uh, yeah, the the right person in the department,
0: and don't be afraid to send emails. Absolutely, because you might need a record of the amount of communication you've had with the supervisor. Yeah, yeah. If you're going to go down the path of saying they're not giving me enough help, first thing the um, your HR department is going to say is, "Where's your evidence?" Mm. And if you've got loads of emails and no replies, yep, then you've got evidence. Yeah. So
2: let's. So we went on the
0: attack. We assume this supervisor's
2: negligent. <laughs> um, so what's the easy? Like, just first of all, instead of Sort of like uh, saying... Instead of
0: going, yeah, hell for leather. Yeah. Taking them to court. What's the
2: first... That's <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. What's the first port of call? Like, is it an email? Is it as simple as just sending loads of emails until they respond?
0: I think if they send an email saying, look, I'm really concerned that nothing's going on here. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. This is a topic. This is part of my degree. I yeah. take this seriously. Yeah. Yeah. But you know you don't want to piss them off too much. This it is a little bit of a yeah. Well, they said situation. they don't want to be a
2: nagging student. Yeah. But, but I
0: think nagging's fine in a situation like this. Yeah, I really do. I think you're allowed to send you know an email every few days till they till they respond. But maybe what Smoopy said would be have a look around first if it's not too late, mm. and talk to other people who've done projects with other supervisors to see what they're actually like.
3: Mm. I mean, you can also just consider say if you're asking the supervisor. Just how to begin, if that's really where where oh, yeah. he he he
2: yeah he he said oh?
3: uh, uh Hinger bio if Hinger is really stuck just at the beginning, they just say like you know this is I'm I'm stuck here, what 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 can I do to begin and is there someone in the building that I can be asking for advice for more immediate feedback yeah uh, yeah so and then hopefully the supervisor then gives that student or postdoc some impetus to start helping you out yeah mm. they
0: they will if, if they are if oh. they're a bit of a lack supervisor they will be very good at handballing <laughs> we call it that means passing any kind yeah. of um actual work on to other people who know what they're doing mm. so they're probably very good at that so they yeah. should give you a name
2: yeah well i hope that's useful hindu biochem um we will
0: actually it seems like a great topic
2: yeah, Pay yeah, tech. we could go
0: into some more depth on that. I yeah, think. yeah, so maybe for the future. Thank you, Hinge Biochem, for a, a decent topic. And I love that you love the
3: show. Yeah, I love that a lot.
0: Last bit of listener feedback from: Should
3: we get that information out to Hinge earlier because this podcast yeah. isn't going out for about two months? So I Ooh. said I
2: said online that both of you would go onto the forum and leave your actual response.
3: Okay. Uh, okay
2: because you're right i had the same thought which is like in three months
3: time this person's <laughs> like, like well they haven't responded thanks yet. for the content hinge <laughs> yeah, yeah that's right
2: um so yeah so uh, this will go in this podcast but get on the forum and respond
0: yeah very good
2: reggie yeah. wants to be on the podcast Reg. um and more last bit of feedback from listeners ingo kerper ingo. fan Thank of the you. show um so he got in contact it's at i cooper. how do you say that
3: <laughs> he's never told us exactly how to pronounce his name no but
2: he said you were closest oh,
3: no no he said I was closest No, oh, really he did, he did. it's uh, cooper then cooper
2: all right so i cooper um at i cooper on twitter he got in contact and said gary lewis um submitted a hoax manuscript to a predatory journal bloody gaza Bloody Gaza. Gaza is at Gary underscore Lewis one. Gaza. It's always annoying when someone takes Gary Lewis. Mm. Like someone is must it? have
3: had. Just Gary Lewis, is that the annoying thing? Or just you mean your name? Well
2: <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then he got number one. Yeah. Oh, it's always annoying when so like it's obviously someone had Gary Lewis. Gary underscore Lewis. Yeah. So he had to go Gary underscore Lewis one. Do you think he tried Gaz Lewis? Gaza. Gaza Lewis. Gaz Lewis. Mm. Gaz Luo. What's, what's, the your, what's your um, Twitter? Uh, at Andy J. Stapleton. Did you try Andy Stapleton? Tried loads of them, yeah, yeah. yeah. Taken, taken, taken. Um, anyway, so they submitted this hoax manuscript uh, and the conclusion was that politicians from the right wipe their ass with their left hand and vice versa. Big breakthrough. Uh, and the manuscript was accepted without review, oh. which I didn't even know you could do
3: without Whoa. review. That is... I thought these predatory journals at least pretended to have reviews. Yeah, that's
2: what I thought. But yeah, accepted without review. And then, of course, the big thing about this is they often um, try to get you to pay an open access fee. Yeah. That's what. That's the predatory that's re- that's right. aspect of it. That's Cash. why they're there. Mueller. He said, Doe. then I haggled the open access fee down to $0. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, what?
2: <laughs> Gary Lewis has got the the sale... I don't know, the... Persuasive power of about sixteen thousand trumps. I don't even know how that would
0: happen. To to beat down a journal whose only purpose <laughs> is to allow shit papers
3: to get published to make money,
0: yeah. to beat them to zero. This guy could sell ice to Eskimos.
3: There we are. They must have thought the paper was actually really good and was yeah. gonna get sites. Yeah, what so
0: the- it's got a really
3: fancy name. Oh, is Cash- it actually published? It's
2: published. It's real published in the world. Um it's by Crimson. <laughs> Crimson Publishers, uh, whose sub-tag or tagline is <coughs> Wings to the Research. Ooh. Uh, and it's in Psychology and Psychotherapy Research. Oh dear. Uh, Testing interhemispheric social priming theory in a sample of professional politicians, a brief report. And uh, it's he's, he's even put his... Uh, what do you call it? Affiliation mm-hmm. with the Institute of Interdisciplinary Political and Fecal Science.
3: <laughs> I mean, that fecal science—that's the type of science that does, that belongs with political science. <laughs> that's right. <yeah. laughs>
0: very good. Very good. Good um, observations, maybe.
2: And so you look at it and you go, "Okay, well, it's, let's just say they forgot all about that." It sounds science-y, It sounds proper. Yeah. But then in the abstract, it says, "We find compelling evidence." From a sample of professional politicians in the UK, N equals eight.
3: So it's like, even (laughs) on the
2: science, it wouldn't pass. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so anyway, great job, Gary
0: Lewis. No, yes, Gary Lewis won. And great job, Ingo. Thank you for... uh, That's that's an entertaining little paper. Who wins there? Twitter. Twitter, yeah. (laughs) Yeah,
3: That's the only thing I can think. I mean, I think that, like, that's gotten that journal a bit of... uh, Publicity, publicity. Yeah, yeah. And now people know. Oh, I can just get. I can just give them money, and they'll publish my papers. And Gary Lewis is is winning because he's is he a science communicator or is no he's a proper proper real scientist He's a proper scientist.
0: And is the is the journal indexed in Web of Science?
3: No Skype idea. <laughs> I assume not, mate. I assume not. <laughs> you can't. You're not going to send your next paper. There, Chris, Damn it! <laughs> you would. You if you can get a publish it for free, and it's on. It's on Web of Science and Scopus. Scopus.
0: There'll be a lot of Gibson sites in the reference <laughs> list. I can tell you that much. Yeah. Interesting.
2: Yeah! It's time for Topic of the Day. Topic of the Day. Topic of the Day.
0: <laughs> oh you win, Cameron. Oh, no, it
2: turned it into a competition. Yeah. Come on. Oh. I,
0: I didn't know that oh, was a competition.
3: I we always end with the ya. Yeah. We do, you didn't, didn't do a ya. Yeah. No, I didn't do a ya yeah that time. Yeah, well oh, done. So fault. that's why it's I kept fault. going. I wasn't trying to one up you. Oh, okay.
2: All right. Well done, He's but just yeah. gonna slam dunk on me. <laughs> um, sweet.
3: Stop it for the time. One of our favourite oh, listeners from one of our favorite listeners. The current leader of the Peapop Most Relevant Scientist of the Year. Whoa. Cheese and lettuce. Oh, cheese and lettuce. Yeah, Again. he's doing
2: really well. Um, so this is, I, I mentioned him earlier, but uh, he says, can't remember if it's been covered yet, but what about the acknowledgement section on in a manuscript or thesis? A colleague once enlightened me to that this section can be useful for peer review.
0: Peer what? review? What? How?
2: He said that a previous mentor used to... Uh, used to acknowledge key competitors for their valuable discussions in a sneaky way to exclude them from peer review due to their conflict of interest.
0: Ooh, so this is in a thesis, not a paper we're talking about? Yeah. Wow. No, or
2: maybe both. A paper. paper. I think it's a paper. Yeah, paper, a paper thesis. Ah. Um, however, I'm sure if this approach works, as it depends on the editor reading this section.
3: Yeah. I, I, I like
1: it.
0: I like that as a I, ploy.
2: I it's kind of. I've never heard of it. I said to him, "I think it's genius. I think it is genius." So you're just
0: acknowledging people that are experts in the area that you don't want to review the paper. Yes. Yeah. Even no, though, so
3: I think you're more acknowledging rivals or someone who you yes. feel like would reject your paper, not based on scientific method, but based upon their emotional response to your success. But what
0: are you acknowledging them? For? For doing, for doing what?
3: <laughs> valuable discussions, apparently all
0: you <laughs> oh, need. I so making it up. Yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah. uh, interesting. Okay. <laughs> if
2: they're in your field. Maybe they have had. Maybe you know, at a at a conference or something, you've had a valuable discussion. That's mm-hmm. right. Okay, fair enough. Um, so before we before we jump into that, what is an acknowledgement section? I don't think anyone's ever actually told me what it is.
3: Oh, no! No one's ever told me what it is. No, no
2: one. No one's ever sat down because like. Introduction, yeah, I know what that is.
3: Methods, know
2: what that is. Abstract, great. I've been taught about that. But acknowledgements, no one's ever sat down and gone, this is how you use the acknowledgement section.
3: I've I've been told I must put some things in an acknowledgement section, but I don't actually know really what the, like... The criteria. Yeah, yeah, what's... What can I put an acknowledgement section? Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm happy that I've got a chair to sit on. <laughs> Do I need to acknowledge the chair that I'm sitting on? I once
0: Mum and Dad, maybe, who knows? Well, why not? anything? Yeah. I, I once put you a could.
2: comedian in there. Uh and it was hey Nong Man from Comedy Bang Bang, which is like uh Jason Manzuka's character, hey Nong Man. And I was like, Thanks, hey Nong Man, because I was I happened to be listening to the podcast as I sort of like submitted the paper and I was like, yep. I wonder if this will get through. And, and it's wh- now in the peer-reviewed literature. I mean, have a look at wow. that
0: paper before that you just mentioned. Well, if exactly. Yeah, that got yeah, through that can then get... anything can get in an acknowledgement. That's second. it. I mean, I, I don't think they read them probably all that carefully. Now, you can acknowledge people, obviously, we've talked about this, but yep. you also have to sometimes acknowledge uh, facilities or even mm. research grants and things like that. So, so that's very important.
2: With the so, I understand the person and people because maybe actually this is a little bit later i'll save that one but with for facilities they actually get money or it helps them get funding to run the facilities if they're acknowledged in a lot of papers right yeah sometimes that's the only
0: evidence that they've been involved
2: yeah so with the stuff that you work with chris amf and anff and ansto what is it
0: and chris uh, yeah, Enchris is the governing body that covers all of them, but I, yeah. I always have to acknowledge Amrif and often AMP. Right,
2: and they give you a generic bit of blurb that goes in there yeah. that you just copy-paste, done.
0: Because they've provided money to pay for me and other people in the laboratory, and yep. they provide equipment.
2: All right. So, Cameron, based on how you use it, do you feel like you could give a succinct definition of what an acknowledgement section could be used for?
3: Well, I think an acknowledgement section is a place where you can acknowledge <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to use any other words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, help that is that was desperately required for the paper but doesn't warrant authorship. Mm. Mm. It's not yes. a very good –
2: how can you succinctly – Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. How do you use it, Chris? What, what have you been using it for? The
0: main reason I use it is to acknowledge the facilities that pay me. Yeah, okay. That's, that's really it. I don't tend to acknowledge people. Mm. Um, and, I mean, I have acknowledged people, but often in the past, there was one situation where I had a person, I said, look, you've done enough to be a co-author mm-hmm. and I'm happy to put you on. And they said, nah, just put me in the acknowledgements. Mm. I was like, all right, fine. I'll, I'll put you in the acknowledgement. That's the only time I've ever put a person in the acknowledgement mm-hmm. section. For me, it's mostly either a, a research grant or a facility.
3: Mm. Yeah. I can't think of anything else that I would have put in. So yeah. I'm about to submit a paper Yeah, and I wrote down notes of what I'm going to put in for acknowledgements. Mm-hmm. So I'm putting in my research fellowship, access to instruments through AMMRF, Yep, uh, and then Maybe there's some money that was involved in purchasing some equipment. Mm-hmm. So, some particular grant for that. And I think that's all I'll put in. Or the technician who took some images for me, mm. I think I'll, I'll include in the acknowledgements as well. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. I think, but, but it's definitely something that if you're ever
0: writing a paper, you need to check. If you've used any bit of equipment or anything like that that you don't know the source of you need to check whether a, some sort of facility or, yeah. or installation needs citing or yeah. sorry acknowledging
2: and so we've just focused on papers yeah but let's have let's just switch a little bit to theses what's the acknowledgement section like in a thesis
0: well I mean that's I, I love the acknowledgement I love Thesis acknowledgements, <laughs> uh, especially if I appear in them, because they're often quite nice things. They are really.
2: I don't uh, think I've seen an acknowledgement in a thesis that was horrible.
0: No, you'll, ne- you'll never see. And, and I'd like to say this person got in the way of my research That's and right. nearly destroyed it. Yeah. You'll I never guess, get
3: that. Yeah, acknowledgement doesn't necessarily mean good, does it? You're just yeah. You're just saying this happened. Yeah, yeah. Right. You're it's tipping lo- your hat to
2: a person. Yeah.
3: So you could say, and and to Chris Gibson, I acknowledge that he stood in my way, refused <laughs> to train me on the instruments. Uh, he told me that he would train me, but he never, you know, he never did. Yeah, that's rubbish. It never happens. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the thesis acknowledgement, I think, is the most important. Part of the thesis because yeah. that's the bit that's going to get read the most. It's the most uh, per- it's the grief. most personal as well. It can and, tell you a lot about someone. And cheese and lettuce in the feedback from listeners section <laughs> with the fifty dollars on the acknowledgements page. Yeah. I mean, that's probably the easiest spot to find the money. Yeah, because that's. I mean, that's definitely the most important. I'll read the most- I'll
0: read the acknowledgement page on any thesis. It Doesn't <laughs> yeah. matter what it's on. I'm like, oh, I'll read it and see what they say. I
2: sent my parents a copy of my thesis, and they went, "Thanks for for like mentioning us. It was so lovely." You read any more? Oh, we got a bit confused after the first paragraph, so it's, we just put it on the bookshelf. Yep. Thanks.
0: So. You acknowledged your, obviously, most people acknowledge their parents, their supervisors. Yeah, what's it? It goes like supervisor,
2: co supervisor, uh, lab mates, um, anyone that helped technically. Uh, mm-hmm. And then it's personal. Then it's like friends in the department, and then mum and dad, partner as well.
0: Mine's quite dated because mm-hmm. in mine, I, 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 I thanked my girlfriend at the oh, time. Oh! <laughs> actually, we
2: should, let's bring our acknowledgments in. I've got my thesis be, sitting on my desk. Would it be really desk. cringy?
0: Yeah. It would be, absolutely. That's why we should do it. Oh. Do you write like...
3: Love you forever, or yeah, I love you <laughs> never, never leave me, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Please, 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 never leave me, or I'll be destroyed. No, no, uh, something, something appropriately smultzy, though. Yeah, I think. looking back, I, I, I feel confident both of you will laugh quite heartily when I'm oh, good. So, we'll definitely do that. Yeah, that sounds
2: fun. Um, so, yeah, so thesis obviously, it's just room to put nice things about a lot of people yeah well before um, you move on from yeah
3: the topic andy so uh i one of my supervisors for a thesis that i wrote yeah uh, uh chris will know them they're notoriously famous for never reading uh their students theses <laughs> at and, all like any of it at uh, any of it wow and so this person hadn't read any of my thesis not yeah. as a main supervisor but they were on the supervisor panel yeah uh uh, they happened to read the acknowledgements after it all been all been done and everything, yep, and really? I mean they could have read this beforehand. Yeah, and they pointed out that I spelled their name wrong uh. <laughs> in the acknowledgements. Oh, I love that. That is brilliant. So, uh, uh, advice out there is just spell everyone's name correctly,
0: even those people who you think will <laughs> never read it will read your acknowledgements That's for the their true. name. So, I, can I just? I didn't write much for this. What my notes? But can I can I read what I wrote? I wrote love acknowledgments in theses. Love it. Love reading about how I inspired great research and was an amazing mentor. I love that. Yeah, in the thesis acknowledgments in a paper. Dot full stop. No need. Full stop. Just punch me in the face. Full stop. <laughs> yeah.
3: What a
2: stream
0: of consciousness. I'm not because a if you're fan getting of-
3: if you're getting acknowledged by name in a paper, it means you are almost an yeah. author. I would rather yeah. not
0: be anywhere on it. If you're not willing to put me as an author, don't put me Alright, well let's let's
2: flick to the that then. Let's yep. flick to the paper. what constitutes acknowledgement over authorship? Mm. Ooh, what yeah so i actually uh a a phd student came up to me and i had helped her do some work but the work that i helped her really didn't end up in the thesis so i couldn't claim any data so i was genuinely the helpful discussion which kind of got the paper to a point but wasn't the data wasn't included explicitly from from what we collected yeah so i said to her look Just put me in the acknowledgement. Like, did I have an intellectual input into this? She was like, Well, yeah, but we couldn't really point at a section, so I was like, Look, put me in the acknowledgements. And I thought that was like really selfless of me, yeah, because a lot of people would have been like, Put me in the yeah, it is. is, 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 Um, and I felt justified in that mainly because I think I was falling out of love with academia anyway. Um, but I was like, okay, that's a good place for me to be. And that's the only time I've ever felt like that. The rest of the time I've been like, you put me in the author list. Yes. Um, so how do you decide? Chris, to you, it's a punch in the face.
0: So how do I decide? in How, my acknowledge-
2: how do you decide who goes in acknowledgement so or in I'm, the author list?
0: I feel I'm fairly generous. Even if someone has spent time doing something that's gone towards, and, and say, for example, the data just hasn't worked out. Like yeah. it's not their fault. They're doing measurements and the, the data is you know the technique's just hasn't worked out how we planned mm. but they've put quite a bit of work in mm. i would probably still put them on yeah the only way i tend to put people in acknowledgements is if they would request yeah now there are some will situ- you put me in the next one uh you're actually on the next you're actually going to be on one of my papers coming up soon i think am i really that one yeah. finally is getting written yeah it is it yeah. is that's but- great no
2: don't publish ex my P-pop most relevant Signs of the Year competition is good <laughs> oh
0: my we God. can't knock that one down right uh, that's true Um I forgot what I was going to say so so move on okay
3: good Uh, <laughs> uh so acknowledgement I, uh, versus yeah. author I think Chris was going to get to the point where basically if he feels like someone's done enough work to be put named in the acknowledgement section then he just will put them in the author list right because that's the way that he wants to be treated himself yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty well uh, and and I no, I'm, no, I am no. very much the same way. Okay. I, I have put some people in the acknowledgements who have maybe just like like they run an instrument that I used or something like that, and mm. so they didn't really help me. Like I said, like I run a scan from this to this, yeah. And I put the sample in, but they press go on the instrument, right? And so then I would put them in the acknowledgements, yeah. But I think that the like the rules for being an, on the author list uh are that you must have done three things you must have contributed to the planning of the work you must have contributed to the collection of data are you these ors or and statements and oh okay and you must have contributed to the preparation of the manuscripts okay well wow, a lot of and people so are going to lose papers if you've that. done two of those you yep. should be in the ma- in the acknowledgement section yeah not mm. in the wow author list. yeah yeah well that yeah but it I mean, yep. it basically works out that if you've done one of those, you're probably going to be an author. Yeah. Yep. And if you've done two, you're definitely going to be an author. Yeah. So in my case, people who have done one, I would probably be putting in the acknowledgements. But mm. those who have done two, I'll yeah. probably put as an author. Okay.
0: And there are some some positions. Um, People who run instruments at some facilities. Like I know there's a little people at Adelaide microscopy. Mm-hmm. And, and there and like there was a guy who used to run the the fib microscope there, a guy called Lang Green. Mm-hmm. And he did a load of experiments for us that were that were fairly involved. Mm. And I used to say to him, I'll put you put you on, he goes, No, nah, it's fine. Put me acknowledgments. So there are some scientists who getting names on papers isn't necessarily important for their careers. Yep. If they're professional staff or technical staff. Yeah. But acknowledgements are something they're perfectly happy with. So mm-hmm. that does happen.
1: Mm.
2: Yeah, good. And have you heard of any tricks like uh, cheese and lettuces?
0: Never. Never heard of that one before. That's an interesting I've one.
2: actually never, ever viewed that section as anything important at all. Yeah. It's been like fluff or I need to put something. So here it is. So I really like the fact that it, he's been able to turn it into uh, an asset.
0: It, it, he's right, though, in the sense it depends on the editor. A lot mm-hmm. of editors may just not even bother looking at the acknowledgement section and still select those people as... Yeah. As referees, I mean, I had a situation where I had a guy did some calculations. He, I put him in the acknowledgement section, and then I, I, you know, I informed the journal that this person had contributed to the paper, mm. and they still selected him as a referee. Yeah. So I'm like, well, that's the what way can it goes. you do. That's what right. you do. Tried everything I could.
3: Yeah. Uh, my my pet love slash hate for the acknowledgement section. Yeah. Is someone who has f- fruitful discussions. <laughs> oh, so we've talked right. about fruity discussions yeah. before. Yeah. Yes, it's it's a common subject of mine. <laughs> I, I love going back to that. Well, uh, and and often like the other the other way that you can do the other trick that I think I haven't heard of someone actually doing this firsthand, but is that you would add like a very well respected author uh, for fruitful discussions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it looks as if that highly respected author. Has read through the paper and they're like, it's like a thumbs it's like, up yeah. from them. Oh, yeah. it's like, okay. This guy with the with the long age index likes this paper. Yeah. It must yeah. be good. Publish it
0: immediately. Yeah,
2: okay. Right. But that once again relies on the editor knowing that person and knowing that but-
3: person and reading the acknowledgements. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if an editor how much they would read acknowledgements or not. They should hmm. read conflict of interests maybe. Yeah. At least if that's a section in the. I'm, I'm sure you're an gets, editor at the moment.
0: Yeah, come okay, on, give it I, No, I never read the acknowledgments. <laughs> uh, well, I, if I read them, I didn't think there was anything important in them. Mm. I just like you know you, you might peruse them. I do recall seeing a few per- grant, a few grants getting acknowledged in some facilities, and the odd person, but I, I it never never altered my decision about choosing referees.
2: Mm. Mm. Anything else to add,
3: gentlemen? Acknowledgements. Well, I, I like the whole idea of academic rivalry that kind of came out of that, uh, yeah, <laughs> that <right>. question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you guys have any first or second-hand experience of an academic rivalry?
0: Oh. I'd, I'd actually what? have to think
3: about this a little bit. I that,
2: don't think I ever cared enough about it to, to sense or have any
3: rivals. I, I, yeah. I,
0: so, in, my, in, in the university where I, I did my uh, undergrad, honours and PhD, there were two laboratories that used to be actually kind of connected. there was a door between them. And at some point, that door got walled off and there was no more... Interlab. cross lab fertilization between those two labs wow. and there was great hatred between the supervisors Really? but i never never worked out what would actually caused it all but yeah. that was were you in one of those groups i was in i was in one of those groups but but way after all the uh all the all the battles that occurred <laughs> yeah but there was still this seething, oh, seething anger seething tension and and the ph one, one one group had hardly any students in at all just a couple and the other was teaming with students that was mm. the group i was in and the one teaming with students would just always bad mouth this other group and and the students in the other group were just like oblivious to what what was going <laughs> on and it, it was weird it was like this this group of of sort of 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 tough scientists, inverted yeah. <laughs> to commas, picking on these oblivious weaker ones. Yeah, yeah. but the the arguments were between the supervisors. That was that but was the real thing. Like
2: that's a professional argument, or like was it a personal disagreement? Do you I know? don't.
0: I never found out exactly. Mm. It was just, oh yeah, that door used to be that that, that wall used to have a door there. Whoa, <laughs> not anymore. What happened? What happened? Because I was just a lowly honest student. It was like. There was disagreements. Yeah,
3: things went down. Yeah. What about you, Cameroon? No, I, I haven't. I, I, think that the, if I feel like, um, so the like the academic rivalry I was really wanted was like between universities, two oh. people working in the same field. Yeah. And they like just think everything that guy does is rubbish, uh, and the, that guy thinks every guy the first everything the first guy does is rubbish. Yeah. Like that's the kind of rivalry I want to be hearing about. Yeah. Uh, it add a bit of soap opera to the day, wouldn't? Yeah, it? or even just like I've never ha- thought that I don't want this person to review my article. Mm. So the fact that this the this trick is around means that uh, there's yeah, plenty yeah, of people yeah, out yeah. there. Like a lot of when you when you submit a journal, you can actually tell the editor I Not don't want these, these people. I don't want these people to yeah. to yeah. review my to review my article. So yeah, uh, yeah, but it's just this thing where you think science, the world of logic. There's still these yeah. emotional components beings. to it. Yeah.
0: Like It's still human beings doing it. Yeah. So there's always going to be pettiness and rivalries. Yeah.
3: I just find it extra surprising initially. Now it's just part of it, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs>
0: I mean, right. so certainly I, I don't know much of big group rivalries, but we know plenty of, of frictions that occur between academics and problems and things like oh, that. Oh, yeah. That's completely normal because everyone's a human being.
2: That's, that's a normal workplace, though, isn't it? True, probably true. Normal yeah, workplace. Yeah. Um, well, listeners, let us know about any academic rivalries you have. Oh yeah, because I'd love to yeah. hear about those. Add a, yeah. a bit of a yeah. uh, bit of spice, yeah. spice to our day. Hey, uh, no evidence required. No, that's right. This is a pure gossip session. <laughs> yeah, just, we don't care about just uh, couch uh, facts.
0: it in language that's vague and <laughs> obscure,
2: and that's fine. That's right, yeah. The great academic rivalries of the world. We should produce a book on it. Yeah. Awesome. Chris can write it. Yeah. Our next section is Science This, where we use our transferable science skills to science the shit out of an everyday activity. And this week, the activity comes from MacHack on Facebook. Ooh. MacHack. 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 Has he got a Scottish accent? No. Oh. Um, and they asked for... Dog parks
0: mm. Dog, dog parks. parks Good one Good science this
2: I know I'm thinking about it I should have Did anyone do A parking place for dogs?
3: Oh, oh I wish I could have done oh, that He's not saying no he's A parking sleeping.
2: place Yeah you like, like car like... parks Dog parks <laughs> and you leave
0: the you leave the dog chain and the, the dog there, dog yeah. and then all it feeds it. Oh god, that's I should not, have done that.
3: That's that's not yeah. good for the it dog. You could have like a, a conveyor belt so they're just walking. Yeah, just all day having a lovely time.
0: Oh yeah, that's not too bad. Like a virtual reality experience for yeah. the dog.
2: Yeah. There we are, that's good. See, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I wish I wish I'd done that. I Still haven't. not better
0: than what I came up with. Yeah,
2: but. I haven't done that. Um so I'll go first because I have the most adorable little fluff dog you have ever seen really that's Sophie isn't it your dog's quite
3: adorable is it, is yeah, it, she is, she is she adorable
2: is, yeah. she is so adorable she's she lovely she, she broke Cameron she broke we him. were here for as a games night mm-hmm. we came up to Cameron's for a games night and hey, I, wait, oh,
0: you <laughs> were invited hold on. Where, where was I during this event? You, you chose, not, chose to not to come. Did I? Yeah. I can't remember. What was I doing? don't know. You,
3: <laughs> you told us you're doing something and then it turns out you're doing something else. Oh, yeah. yeah you yeah, uh, I know it was. We ended yeah. up
0: cleaning the house for the barbecue the following week. That's right. That's what That's happened right. in the end. Yeah. So, Oof.
2: I was here and Sophie destroyed Cameron's heart
1: because Andy told
2: me you cried he had a massive cry because Sophie (laughs) my
0: dog's blind you said it was gentle sobbing into a pillow it
2: was yeah she's blind she's lovely lovely. she's adorable and she picked up the Kong and carried it around and Cameron was like she can have it. <laughs> 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 Kate, my partner, was like, that's so cute. She's <laughs> never seen
0: like that side of Cameron before. So she loved it. <laughs> oh, Cameron, I'm cringing for you as we, as oh, we speak. So nice. But it's great to yeah. see that there is a soft underbelly to the hard exterior yeah. of Shmoopy. Yeah. So
3: the, the Kong being this like rubber toy yeah and it's quite like it's it's heavy. My, it, it can't quite fit in my labrador's mouth so it's quite difficult for oh. sophie the much smaller dog to pick yeah. up yeah that is adorable and my dog had been trying to get her to play with it all evening. yeah so
2: so for our listeners obviously i'd say that sophie's blind cameron's got another adorable dog called reggie who's much bigger playful and he spent the best part of two hours waving um toys in front of her face <laughs> trying to get her to play and she's blind she
0: doesn't know uh, so, is, is she's completely blind yeah now? yeah
2: completely blind oh wow sniff now she sniffs anyway i've got an adorable dog yes you do you yep, do yep you've made the point but do you know what yep. i want to i love the small dog park and big dog park Mm-hmm. Because my adorable Sophie should be kept away from those brutes. Yeah, like right? my dog, like your dog, yeah. bloody bouncing, body slamming brute of a dog. Um, not yours, just some. Uh, I'm not I'm not yeah. shaming your dog. Yeah. Uh, my question is: there must be a better way to divide these dogs. Okay, we're just because what we're assuming is size relates to temperament. Or
3: destruction potential, right? So, But Chris, do you know that it exists that there's like a dog park and there's split small dogs on this side, big dogs on this side? No,
0: I've never heard of that. But the only dog parks I've seen have been the universal ones that accept all comers.
2: Yeah, (laughs) no, this one. And because my (laughs) adorable fluff dog Sophie is blind, I need to be super careful with her, right? Because her first thing is she bites before... Uh, before barking now because she's so scared and doesn't know who's coming up mm. and then she overbites and then dogs attack her and then she's fucking useless so I have to I've punched two dogs in the head to save her
3: wow, yeah. wow.
2: were they big dogs? yeah one was a um, German shepherd and the other one was like a
0: pit bull thing you've probably never punched a person but you've punched punch two, two, two big dogs, dogs. <laughs> wow that's impressive I love so you ever been so in much. a fight Andy? No, but I've punched the fuck out of a German shepherd in that <laughs> What was it, a bull terrier?
2: No, <laughs> like a bulldog cross thing.
0: God, that's impressive, yeah. actually. Thank
2: you, thank you. Uh, anyway, I'm thinking of a better way to divide dogs. Oh. And I feel like we should split them on personality. You could have a massive dog who's just lovely and gorgeous and gentle, all right? And they should go with all the other gorgeous gentle dogs. Gentle? Gentle, all right? So these are the, these are the ways to divide a dog. Yep. The confident dog. A confident dog is comfortable in his surroundings and is a natural-born leader. Mm. The shy or timid dog. Just like people, dogs can be shy or nervous. Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
2: The independent dog. Many breeds were bred to live, act, and think independently of their owners. And those tendencies may remain in your dog's instincts to this day. So these dogs may not bond very well with anyone. Uh, They don't see as a leader. And they tend to bond with one person and not loads of people yep the laid-back happy dog this is the stereotypical friendly dog who loves everybody and would lead a robber directly to the family's valuables with a wagging tail (laughs) and the adaptable dog which is a slightly different from the happy dog the adaptable dog is easy to please in any environment and will control his enthusiasm in favor of doing something that makes his owner happy
0: Mm-hmm. Did it have the incredibly violent dog down there? Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> the dog no. that will literally bite anything or anyone uh, that comes near it? No, incredibly no.
2: violent. I assume that is the confident dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what's going to happen is dogs are going to walk into my, uh, there's like a holding pen, yeah. one dog at a time, mm-hmm. and it's going to go through a series of dog personality tests. So um, it's, the little dog's going to run in front of it like a little hologram, if it bites and snaps or tries to shag it, then all right. It can't go in with things that it wants to shag or little dogs. Mm-hmm. All right. Then maybe uh, dr- treats will be held out. And if it snatches the treats and does that sort of stuff, um, it's, you know, a confident dog. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, and yeah. then- A lot you, of dogs are going to snatch no, treats. No, but snatch or like sniff and slowly take, right? That's mm-hmm. a way I would see the shy or timid dog. Okay. Because they're not going to snatch- Yep. All Then I'm going to put another dog in with it, like a robotic dog, not a hologram. And if it just leaves it alone, it's independent. Mm. And then I'm going to get its owner to do a few tricks with it. Mm. So how does it respond to the owner? Is it going to come back when it's called? Mm-hmm. Is it therefore the laid back or adaptable dog? Mm-hmm. Anyway, what's going to happen then is once I've done my personality test, which should take no less, no, no more than an hour. Mm. Roughly. Yeah. Just to get it, make sure is a big robotic arm swings into the pen, <laughs> picks up the dog. Boop. Change of pace. Yeah. Ah, oh, yeah and moves it's, it's the dog. Noisy. Yeah, it's real noisy. It's massive. <laughs> so um, the owner it's run by petrol. The, the owner <laughs> couldn't
0: just take the dog themselves to the other section? Is
2: this science this or dog walking lessons, mate? Come on. We,
0: there has
3: to be a big robot again. Big
2: robot arm. <laughs> All right. I'll go with oh,
3: it. He's adding science, Chris. It, what yeah, are you complaining he's, he's about? This he's, is engineering, actually. This you is are, the Ian's You're stem. hard to... Please I am, turn
0: right I, it. I am, Sorry. All right. Massive robot arm, Massive robot arm <laughs> that it might crush it. the small dogs. Well, it's got pressure,
2: sen- pressure sensors. <laughs> oh,
0: there's some science. science. Now there I'm impressed. <laughs> so
2: it picks it up to a, to a standard pressure, lifts the dog up, standard puts it pressure. in the pen with the rest of the other dogs of its kind. Yep. Right. But sometimes dogs don't get on with each other. hmm so, how do we make sure dogs actually just don't get into contact with each other?
0: You have guards with tranquilizer guns. Uh,
2: make
3: them uh, made
2: of electricity. So, <laughs> have you seen those bubble soccer things?
0: Oh, yeah. where yeah. Zorb
2: balls? Yeah, it's like You Zorb put them in one of them. And you put... So, if a dog is aggressive, yep. is the robot arm slides it into one of these dog soccer zorby ball things with its legs sticking out the bottom... Right? Yep. Does that make oh, sense? So okay. his legs yeah, yeah. are sticking no, out. No, not absorb. Zorb. It's like not zorb, st- With yeah, your legs it's, sticking out. Yeah, it's, like, it's called bubble soccer. And okay. it's a big blow up thing around people. And they're, the only thing that's um, showing are their legs. We're going to have a dog version of that. So the dog can go and literally bite anything. It just literally can't get near it. Yeah. Everyone's happy. Mm. We're all having a laugh. Yeah. If the dog really does not calm down, uh, we tranquilize it. Yep. And then we put it outside. Okay. On the main road.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you so euthanize it effectively.
2: Whatever. Look, if if a car hits there's not my fault, is it? It's out on the road, it's part of the terms and conditions. But Mac hack, how do I science dog parks With psychology.
0: Ooh, dog psychology. Ooh,
3: dog psychology. And a big robotic arm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you've done that. So you've got five different parks then for those. Five, five different, different dogs, parks, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: And also I think that their happiness is important, right? So I'm monitoring tail wagging, I'm monitoring heart rate, mm-hmm. and how many jumps and licks it does. So I want dogs to be happy. If they're not mm-hmm. happy in their current pen, we monitor that, and we redo the hour-long personality test, because maybe we got it wrong. I'm not saying this is perfect, guys. Yeah.
0: And if they don't like the entire premise of your park, <laughs> they send them over to Gibbo's.
2: No, then we, we put them out on the road, <laughs> and we let them you find their way home.
0: Okay.
3: Right. I, I sometimes go to the dog park, because I've got a dog. A dog, yeah, <laughs> for, for one, and, and for two, they because go stalking dog parks it's, their a, own. its a quicker way to exercise the dog yeah. than to be walking around the streets, yeah, because they can run around a bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. this hour-long introduction process probably is going to make it a bit slower. Does it once, and you keep a profile. oh that's oh. it. I'm just saying, I need to get it
2: right once. Okay, and
3: then, then, yeah, I can go in on a on a Sunday and exactly and get profile. There, there yeah.
2: you go. Yep, yeah. done. Boom.
1: <laughs>
2: Cameroon. Maybe.
3: Beat that, Schmoopy. Come on, I've got psychology I'll try, in I'll try. Chris, I go to dog parks a lot. I'll bet you do. A lot. Maybe four times a week. Bloody hell. You've got an active dog. I've got a, I've got a very active dog and he likes playing with other dogs mm. and it's probably the best exercise for him. Sometimes I can tell that all he wants to do is chew on another dog's face. Yep, and bum
0: See? sniff and do all the things that they love to do.
2: That's the dog that I don't want near my Sophie, my (laughs) adorable,
3: lovely Sophie. It's a game. They like it. Other dogs like it too. Chewing on a face. Yeah, chewing on each other's faces. They like it. Yeah, Reggie and this other dog, Charlie. They both (laughs) lie there, and they just both have a big mouthful of cheek. (laughs) And they just go. I I have
0: not seen this before. This is brilliant.
3: (laughs) And they just go. (laughs) And they love it. Uh, And I can tell that he wants to do that because when most of the time when we're walking like around the streets, like people who walk their dogs around the streets are the ones whose dogs are too naughty to go to the dog park. Oh, you bloody (laughs) judgmental (laughs) judgmental parent.
0: (laughs) Passing judgment. Good on you.
3: And so a lot of the times that I walk past them and their dog, gives Reggie like little yaps. Mm. And if we've been to the dog park enough recently, he will just walk past and no look issue. at them. Yep. But if he hasn't chewed another dog's face for a little while, <laughs> then he's like, you want to bark at me? I want to chew your face. And yeah. so he starts barking and yapping back at them. Yeah, And then I know to take him to a dog park. To let him
0: chew and, on... And let him do what? some face chew.
3: To chew on Charlie's face. Chew... <laughs>
2: Chew on Charlie's face. I'm saying that's really pleasure. I really like saying that. Chew on
3: Charlie's face.
0: Could you could you not make a, like get a simulated dog that he could just chew on? Like like dogs have dog chews. Could you get yeah. a, a dog face chew?
3: Well, that's I, I mean a dog face chew is like a soft toy. Okay. And Reggie loves soft toys. Mm. But he
0: likes the face too, doesn't he? Maybe like the smell of the dog and things like that. Yeah, uh, your, your dogs are creep. <laughs> <laughs> anyway.
3: Not like my adorable something, and but I don't go to the same dog park all the time. I, I go to a few different dog Ooh. parks. Yeah, and one of them is really good. Mm. So, um, one of the ones that I go nearby, it has like a little load lock door mechanism oh uh, yeah yeah so there's a door that you go in and then there's a small area before you go into it through another door like yeah. an airlock yeah exactly like I, a dog I said lock. <laughs> and so that stops dogs from escaping that's quite good yeah. that's a good idea yeah. and at the same dog park there they have uh like tunnels they've got tunnels for dogs to run through and little yeah. obstacles for dogs to run around obstacle yeah. course yeah. um Dogs don't care about that. That's that's just really? for the owners. Yeah. I, oh, interesting. I thought the same thing. So, I, that's rubbish, is it? Yeah. Oh, that's just for the owners.
2: Because ah. the owners go, oh, this is enrichment for my dog. And the dog's like, just let me sniff some butts. Yeah. Interesting. Sniff
3: butts and chew faces. That's yeah. all Reggie's there for. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, the problem with dog parks is mostly dog owners. Oh, yeah. Okay. Good Observation yeah I mean I mean, I'm fine letting my dog to other dogs' faces because <laughs> I, it's all right, don't worry, it's <laughs> your dog, <laughs> I'm in control of this, <laughs> and so the the main problems are like uh, bad owners can lead to dog fights, yeah, and so you' just got to be on that, um so I'm not going to cover that, but the other one is dog poo, yeah,
0: oh absolutely,
2: the amount of shit around on the streets in Plimpton, where I live don't. Google me. Um <laughs> is just insane. Yeah, and, I'm like, and you can see the moment where yep. the dog started shitting and the owner's gone, no, 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 and like pulled it along the street, <laughs> yep. and it's just led a trail of shit. And I'm like, just let it do it in one place. At least I can only have to step over one pile of shit then. Now I'm now I'm like hopscotching down and the pavement And you are supposed
0: to to pick it up and clean it up, aren't you? Well, yeah, jokes? I mean
2: that's that's the thing. If pick it up first, but secondly Just let it in if you can.
3: Yeah, it's much easier to pick up in one spot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, one spot. Yeah, don't don't spread the problem. Jeez, service area. That's right. So, how can science be used to stop the dog poo problem? No more food for dogs. Oh, good one. It's not what I've got. Re-engineer their
0: digestive system.
3: Not bad. Not bad. I've got more practical answers. All right. Ooh. So. There's two sets of dog poo that you're going to come across at a dog park.
1: <laughs> you, you have spent
3: a lot of time at dog parks. Why are you looking at the poo so much? I thought I should. That's why I had that such a long story. <laughs> that's why you, Chris, I go to a lot of dog parks. I do remember that now. <laughs> so the one type of dog poo is the dog poo that gets picked up by the dog park. Okay. At the dog, by the owners yep, yep. Or, or someone else sometimes. I've never picked up someone else's dog poo. Uh, and so no, there's... I mean in where in Adelaide where we live there's uh bags at dog areas that yep. you can you yeah. pick up you put your your the dog poo in and then there's bins mm. at the dog park as well. Interestingly what color is that bag? It's usually dark green, isn't it? Dark green or black, right?
2: So you yep. can't see the shit inside. We've just bought some white ones. <laughs> that is a very bad mistake. Ooh. I mean, it, even
0: transparent would be the only colour worse. Yeah, that? that's
2: all right. Well, it essentially is transparent when you've got a brown mass inside Ooh, a white yeah. bag.
3: Anyway, it's Ugh. they're
2: bloody disgusting. I don't know why. Yeah, but why gross. they make them that colour?
3: Mm. So that so that that goes into the bin, yep. and then eventually that goes into landfill. And that's dog poo in a plastic bag. Mm. So I think in some councils, they have they say that the bags are biodegradable. Mm. But, I mean, that's not meaning that they're going to be degraded particularly quickly. It's it's yeah. still bad for the environment. Maybe that is Agreed. bad for the environment. So I saw a stat Ooh. that 4% of landfill is dog poo bags. That seems way too that high. Is, wow. Most
0: of it's nappies as well, I think. Anything yeah. that contains shit. <laughs> Land- landfills are usually filled with. Are
3: you pooing in your bin at home?
0: Not for a while.
3: Okay, good man. And the and then the other the other dog poo is dog poo that doesn't get picked up, so that sits around. Uh, the owners missed it, or the owners just an ass. I think we can yeah. subdivide
0: this into other categories. Come on. There's the green kind. There's the brown kind. No, no, no there's the ones yeah, that's no. gone white. No. Come on, come no. on.
3: So there's picked up dog poo. There's left behind dog poo. Yeah. That either gets picked up by someone else, or it eventually just gets mowed over by the lawnmower. Yeah. <laughs> or trodden on. Or trodden on. Yeah. Or eaten. By another dog. All bird. right. My solution for the dog poo that gets picked up and goes to landfill. Yep. yep. Enter, Eisner Andre. Holy hell! Eisner Andre. Eisne? Maybe it's Eisner Andre. Eisania Andre is a type of red worm. Oh, I thought, was, I thought it was a person. Yeah, I thought it was this like this exotic <laughs> Italian man.
2: <laughs> so this
3: is a red worm that is commonly used to compost kitchen waste. Okay. But if you feed it dog poo and only dog poo, yeah, it gradually develops a taste for dog poo mm. and and can start to eat, digest, and compost dog poo. It's like Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> mm. And so the, the, easy, the easy answer there is instead of having one or two landfill bins mm. at these dog parks, they're, they're generally quite large, you have a series of compost bins with Isenia Andre in there and then as the dog poo goes in, it gets composted. But you've got to pick up the poo with your bare hands then. Well, so number one, you, so you're either supplying properly biodegradable bags mm. or there are some like trowels or small sh- shovels available to dog park owners so Delicious. that they're not using their bare hands. Yeah.
2: Do you know I once didn't have a bag in my pocket, but I did have a, a sandwich bag and someone so sophie did a poo and i picked it up with a sandwich bag and then the natural reaction with a sandwich bag is to seal it up (laughs) and someone was watching me do this and they were like why is that man preserving his dog shit
3: i've never felt like such a weirdo Did they say that out loud or could you just I tell it from their I could just because
2: they were like, oh, his dog's doing a poo. They looked no worries day with my sandwich bag, like zip. <coughs> this is going to go great with the collection.
3: Look <laughs> 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 oh, at <get> it. <laughs> and when Sophie did the poo, did you go, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Oh. I just went, yum, 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 yum. <laughs> oh, I felt ill. So with my worm bins, yeah. instead of creating... 4% of Australia's landfill. We're creating quality fertilizer. Good. Which is going to preserve the, the greenery and the trees that are generally in dog parks. Brilliant. All right.
0: Dog poo that's not picked up. Hold on. Can I make a comment? So, is this a species of worm from outside of Australia? No. Oh, so it's actually an Australian... Okay. I Because I was going to no, say... Oh, are like introduced pests. I was going to so... say cane toad. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I've got this worm in my backyard. All
0: right, fair enough. Then you've you've sidestepped that that <laughs> obstacle. Well done.
3: Thank you. Continue. All right, Do- dog poo that's not picked up. Yeah. Enter Onthophagus taurus shreber. Ooh. God, who's this masculine uh, <laughs> Russian man? This Spanish. Uh, <gasps> this is a Spanish breed of dung beetle. Then we Now it's introduced, now we're in big trouble. That's it. That is known to collect and bury dog poo.
0: Oh.
2: How many would there need to be to service a dog
3: park, do you think? Uh, so I don't know exactly how many. Um, this is available for us to purchase. Oh, you can just buy them? Yeah. Wow. So for, for $500, you get like a general a person's backyard amount of, of these uh, Spanish dung beetles. That's wicked. I so, would get them. So field tests have shown that they can remove seventy to ninety-five percent of poo within three days. Jesus,
0: that's impressive.
3: Uh, and so, what these beetles do is they bury the poo in order to lay their eggs. Mm. Uh, and, and in doing so, they also they, so not only do they fertilize the soil by burying the poo, yeah, and then worms come along and they, uh, but then they also lay their eggs inside the poo. Um, so, then you're getting future generations of the dung beetle and then this baby dung beetle larvae eats the poo and then so they're fertilizing it as well.
2: Excellent. I love the way you say poo. Do I say it strangely? No,
3: you just say it very
2: nicely. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the poo. The poo. poo. <laughs> That's wicked. And so, as I said, so you can you can purchase this. Now, Warrinka Council, Chris, where's that?
0: Warringah. Yeah. No in, idea. Uh, I think it's in Sydney somewhere. Okay. Right. In
3: 1995, released 25,000 dung beetles mm. to clean up the poo. Yeah. To clean up dog poo. Success. Wow. So I don't have any stats, but I can have a word for word quote from Dr. Carl Krzyniewski. Oh, Dr. Carl, favorite science communicator. It's been a great success.
0: Oh, wow. there we go. Bloody hell. Because my question again is what what impact.
3: So you're telling me I
2: can just buy some and get for $500?
3: For $500, you get two species of Spanish dung beetle, one active in the warm months, one active in the cold Mm. months, and then they've... They survive over their non active period because that's when the baby's just yeah. You know what's
0: going to happen. He's going to buy a shitload for his garden. Yeah. And you're not going to use the toilet again. Okay. <laughs> Every time we come <laughs> in you'll be kneeling down, crimping one out. The beetles need food. It's like laying a clutch of dogs' eggs.
2: Blonk. That's incredible. I didn't know that. That's wicked.
0: Yeah. Very good. Boom. Boom. <laughs> Boom. So, <laughs> so you've sorted out the problem of. Violence with psychology. Yeah. And you've concentrated pretty well entirely on poo.
3: I've sorted poo with
0: zoology. Very Ooh. good.
2: Gibbo, what ology have you I've bring done?
0: In? I've done both of what you've done and more. Oh, come and on way then. Way more. Come on then, Gibbo. <laughs> this is. Oh I've got to get my phone working now. So, what have I written? So, this was from Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do we want from a dog park? Alright, we've we've already covered some of this. Yeah. But I was thinking, you know, they love a bit of space. Yeah. Even a bit of sunshine. Yeah. A bit of outdoorsy stuff. Yeah. Outdoorsy um, stuff. And I've also written they also like to lay dogs' eggs and lift legs. That means they like to poo and wee.
3: Oh. Brilliant. <laughs> Is that a dog egg? Dog eggs. I haven't thought of it like that. Dog that's eggs.
0: that's funny. Thank you. <laughs> what are some of the problems? Dogs fighting. Yeah. Attacking people. Yeah. Each other. Yeah. Dog poo everywhere. Yeah. As suggested. So we need a large uh, grassy space. And I I actually have a a separate section for the dog business area. How are you going to police that? We've got staff. (laughs) <laughs>
3: the entire park has staff.
2: Like a, like a, yeah, like a swimming they're pool. Not,
3: they're not stopping a dog. As soon as the dog squats, the poo's coming out. That's fine. So we
0: have an area for dog business if they can make it there. If right. they, don't, if they, if they get, get caught short and they lay their dog's eggs in the normal area, that's not a disaster I mean, because you... we have free squirt bottles full of doggy dually super digester liquid, which puts the power of harmless bacteria enzymes to work breaking down dog waste into liquefied stools that leach into the soil and act as fertiliser. This stuff's Brilliant. available now. So everyone can get a, a squeezy bottle of this. How long does that take? Uh, minutes, apparently. No. Nah. That's a lie. But you just... <laughs> but you just... You, you pour it on and then, and then you leave it. But that's why it's better if you, if you can try and get them into the business area. I that would, would
3: cool. rather step on a solid dog poo than a to mid-liquefied dog poo. <laughs>
2: Is not wrong. <laughs> this is this is turning
0: into fertilizer that's going <laughs> to nourish the grass, and you don't have to worry about thousands and millions of massive insects eating you and your dog alive, or go through the the obviously well, useless on, dog psychology that you're proposing. Ba,
3: come on, no no attacks like that. We're, we're talking about yours here, yeah, Chris. Mate. I,
0: I can't boost myself your, up without bringing you guys down. You so, and your
3: muddy dog poo land. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> this is
0: eco-conscious and non-toxic way to eliminate pet waste made with a specially designed blend of bacteria and protein enzymes so for who's, optimal breakdown. So
3: who's spraying, who's spraying this? Everyone.
0: everyone you, don't, you don't listen to anything I say. Everyone, <laughs> everyone gets so, a free squirt uh, bottle so the uh, owners can go, Why not pick it up? Because it's good fertilizer and it's good for the grass. Um,
3: everywhere. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, where does what does it do
0: at the moment? Currently, dogs is shit everywhere at no, the moment. No, people pick it up. In the dog parks, all the dog parks I go to, there's just dog shit everywhere. Well, why are you going to a dog parks? Just, you don't have a dog. Uh, there's a dog park right beside a good kids park that oh, we okay. go to. So I'm, I'm very familiar. Are you
2: sure the kids aren't running to the dog park and doing poos
0: running back? Well, I can't eliminate that <laughs> possibility, I suppose <laughs> that is. So now we've sorted out um, the uh, the poo problem. Yep. The other thing we're going to have is as as dogs and their owners enter the park, they're going to be given dog collars. Okay? Now, Hang these on. dog collars... For will the be, humans? Uh-huh. No, these are for the dogs. Okay, great. They'll have electronic identifiers on them, and you'll be able to apply a small electric shock or uh, a little injective sort of sedative device. So, And the reason you do that is if the dog gets out of control. So if you've got two dogs fighting each other, Remote? the owners... Tsh- yeah. or if they're getting absolutely insane sedative <sniffs> the dog goes out yeah we've also got there our human uh, observers who will have tranquilizer darts as well if things wow. go crazy. Because you will get the situation, like, say, for example, yourself, yeah. where if Sophie was mauling another animal, yeah. there's no way you're going to give her an electric charge. No way. I love You'll just too stand much. back and let her devour that other dog.
2: I'll run in and punch the other dog in the head. So
0: we'll have humans there monitoring and they'll go, hey, look, this guy is obviously not going to stop his dog from eating that smaller dog. Yeah, If I... If I punch, if I get involved, am I liable to be darted? Uh, yeah, of course. Of course, humans are also able to be darted. Um, and if, if, if necessary, collared as well. So do you ever notice that all our science, this is often you'd need a totalitarian state for these things to actually work? Yeah,
2: it has struck my mind. Uh, Not come mine. across my mind. Cameron's well, is always nice, which is why people, is, which that's is why yours <laughs> wouldn't be effective. <laughs>
0: yeah, and all the viewers like, or the viewers, all the listeners like, Camerons because these are great. Yeah. Okay. Dog attendants <laughs> will obviously be present, as I said, with tranquilizer darts, uh, <laughs> if they're not using the protective collars effectively, yep. as I've already said, yep. because some owners are too squeamish to do it. Video recordings are made of every centimeter of the park, and overly aggressive dogs are banned from the park. Good. So any 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 uh, over. Aggressive behavior that's that's noted, they're gone.
3: No, no three strikes, just
0: one. No three strikes. one strike. That's and you're it. Out. Once you bite another dog, you're done. You're gone. Are you going to punch it. a dog in the head? Um, I, I suppose you'd have to take that on a case by case basis. Just checking. To save a, your dog, yeah. I would accept
3: that. Is there a yeah. tribunal for these for these types of cases? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I hadn't anticipated
0: that, but yes, I suppose <laughs> there may there how may many, need to
3: be a doggy court. How many judges are sitting on this tribunal? There would have to be
0: an odd number, so I'd say seven. How are they selected? They're selected by by, um, their experience with dog ownership. Yeah. And uh, they have to be upstanding members of the community.
3: How long is their term?
0: (laughs) Three years. Uh, And with a a possible extension to five. Under what (laughs) what situations? I I can't answer that. Karen, you silly bugger. Adjacent to the doggy park is another innovation of mine, the multi-story dog park. Oh,
3: right. Yeah. Good. Save space. Beat that. Is this like the car park pun that Andy brought up before? Uh, yeah, but
0: you, that was a one. That was just a one-dimension, wasn't yeah, it? D- yeah,
3: well, I don't know how
0: a car park works. So this is where you've got, obviously, stair <laughs> levels and things like that. And it's good exercise for the owners as well, taking yep. them up and down. Yep. Now, I have got written down there might be some obstacle courses or things like that for each dog on each level. Yep. Is there a lift? Um... You could have a lift, yes, I suppose, for the weaker dogs um, and the weaker owners who require it. On each level, you could have coffee shops, dog food stores, and the lease that they pay would help fund the dog park. Seems Um, like a dog heaven. Yeah, sounds pretty good. Now, this is, I think, the greatest innovation. And for those... Owners who are particularly lazy You can hire expert dog handlers Who will take the dogs around the parks uh. And the levels for a fee yep. ri- I've written for a few That's obviously a spelling mistake <sighs> For a fee yep. and They'll do all that for you
3: This dog psychologist business is a real racket Yeah, yeah. It's a you real think? racket yeah. I think so You got one Did you I lo- got was one Was it
0: good? It was rubbish Yeah, he, yeah. Um, There's no th- dog psychology here These are dog handlers These No but
3: that's what, that's what they They call them that Oh. They call them a dog psychologist. They, they 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 people see a dog with like a small personality flaw or yeah. or something, and they suggest you to see a dog psychologist, but they don't they don't really know what they're doing. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think they've got get... a degree.
0: Bold statement. Bold statement. Um, Liveless. I've also heard of dog chiropractors as well
3: oh look people love their dogs
2: if sophie looked at me with the i want to go to the chiropractor eyes i would, would take her instantly. oh my goodness
0: okay so and the last bit is boom done <laughs>
2: Music is provided by the awesome Adelaide based band VoiceROM. Go check out their stuff on their Bandcamp website. Also, remember to subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app. Like our Facebook page. Join in the forum. Andymadonet. Andymadonet. And leave us a review on wherever you get this podcast, because I've heard that's the best yeah! camera. It is.
3: You were just listening to Published Your Podcast, and it was brought to you this week by our future sponsor, Isenia Andre. Cameron's preferred worms. Oh, Cameron loves his worms. Cameron's preferred poo-eating worms.
2: Delicious. I'm getting those bloody beetles, mate. I am. <laughs> All right. Final farewells.
3: Uh, ciao. Bye from Gibbo. Bye, teabag and schmooby. And listeners...